Good morning, dear Sangha. Today is December the 10th in the year 2006, and we are in the lower hamlet during our winter retreat. Still very warm in, uh, in December, and the grass is still very green. And every day uh, I do walk invitation from my hut in the upper hamlet to the temple at the foot of uh, the hill. And they're still um, mm, fresh, uh, uh, fallen uh, leaves on the grass. Uh, stepping on the grass and uh, fresh uh, falling uh, leaves. I remember that um, I imagine that uh, if you walk on the moon, you will not see any uh, blade of grass. You cannot see any uh, leaf. So it's a real pleasure to to still be there and uh, uh, enjoying every step uh, you make on this planet. And uh, I go to the temple at the foot of the mountain uh, through uh, uh, the pines. There were about 9,000 pine trees uh, separating the two temples. It's a very nice walking uh, down there, uh, enjoying every step. The pine trees are still very young. And uh, Utam and uh, Yannick uh, have uh, taken the time to uh, to clean, uh, to cut uh, the grass. So it's very nice. I hope the Sangha will have the time to enjoy uh, the pine groves uh, between uh, the upper hamlet and the Sanha temple. When I was uh, a novice monk practicing at the Tehu uh, Root Temple, um, I did not know uh, the practice of walking meditation. Uh, in front of the temple, there is a hill with uh, many pine trees. I used to go there and um, gather the wood or rake for the pine leaves uh, to use as a fuel to cook uh, uh, lunch for the Sangha. But I did not know how to enjoy every step on that hill. We call that hill uh, the Yangsun Hill, Spring Hill. And in the new hamlet, we have a hill behind the temple. 
and we baptize it Yung Sun Hill also, the Spring Hill. Some of you may have not uh, uh, climbed on that hill, but it's also very beautiful. When I was a young uh, Dharma teacher, there's so many interesting things to do, to study. So, did not find the time to enjoy walking either. And so many things uh, that were considered to be very important for the Dharma, for the Buddha. So I got lost in these kind of activities. Now you might be going through that kind of uh, period, but it's uh, a pity if you cannot uh, stop and enjoy every step uh, you make. Two years ago, about two years ago, uh, um, I was able to go home to uh, the country uh, with several monastics and lay friends. And we had a uh, retreat for monastics in the Tuhyo Temple. Mm, all the monks in the retreat. I did not see them before I left the country. They were born during my absence. 900 of them, monastics, practicing for five days, doing sitting together, working together. And when I took them to the Yungsun Hill, the Spring Hill for work invitation, it's so wonderful. Every step I, I made was uh, deeply mindful. Not less than 100% uh, mm, Mm, concentrated and mindful. Because being away from the country for many years and from time to time dreaming of going home. So I was very aware that this is it. That this is uh, uh, what you want. So every step was very deep, very mindful, very solid, very happy, very nourishing very healing. And uh, what is important is that I notice that there is no need to make any effort. You don't strive. You don't make any effort. And the practice is perfect. Because you like it so much. You enjoy it so much. It's so fulfilling. A step like that, a step make like that. Only you can produce. 
no one can give it to you. No matter how rich you are, you cannot buy such a step. And that step is made of mindfulness, concentration. It is made also of your past suffering, longing, missing, and so on. And it is the fruit of your uh, practice. It's a great happiness to be sitting on the hill with uh, 900 monks and nuns. And there was no generation gap, because when I look at them, I see their teachers who have passed away. Some of them still have their teacher, but uh, of my generation who uh, attended uh, the Buddhist Institute, everyone is gone except one. Thầy trang trí at the Phước Điền Temple. One day I just left the true temple and go and see him. It was a surprise visit. He was he's the only monk of my generation left in the ancient capital. And a few days uh, later, he came to visit me at the temple, spending the whole day, and uh, met um, all the monastics in the retreat. And uh, it is the, if the first time he saw such a, such a retreat, so joyful. So young, so happy. Communication was not difficult at all. The theme of the retreat is uh, building brotherhood, sisterhood. And because uh, all of us have suffered because of uh, the division within the community, and that is why that was a very happy uh, reunion. The Sangha was divided and they could not, uh, they was not able to come together and recite precepts together during 12 years. And thanks to the support of uh, the Patriarch, uh, just five days uh, after my arrival in the ancient capital, 
I was able to hold them together. And we recited the precept together for the first time after 10 years. So happiness could not, could not be described. So during the retreat, um, um, I mentioned uh, a very famous uh, saying of uh, uh, Uncle Ho. Uh, President Ho Chi Minh said that nothing is um, as precious, nothing is more precious than independence and freedom. He spoke uh, as uh, a patriot fighting for the independence of the country, the freedom of the country. And after having quoted his uh, saying, I said, for me, I think that nothing is more precious than brotherhood. If you don't have brotherhood, it's very difficult for you to have uh, independence and freedom. You are divided. You cannot uh, come together. You cannot do anything meaningful. And every minute of sitting on the hill with uh, the 900 uh, young monks and nuns, I savored, um, savored the happiness, the joy. I was mindful of every uh, pine uh, needle, uh, every pine cone, every pebble. And it's really true that everything you are looking for is there. This is it. You know that in Hue, um, now there are two communities practicing um, exactly like in Plum Village, the Root Temple for monks and the Yongyam Temple for nuns. And each uh, Sunday they come together and have a day of mindfulness attended by several hundred uh, uh, lay friends, exactly like Plum Village. We have introduced a few new elements into the practice. The first element is uh, we are using Vietnamese in our studies and chanting and no longer use uh, classical Chinese. And Hue is a very conservative uh, city and not Everyone is happy with that. When you recite it in classical Chinese, it sounds more um, sacred. <laughs> but when you recite, you study, and you chant in Vietnamese, you understand completely what you are chanting. The second element is 
we practice and we practice together as uh, a fourfold sangha. In all time, uh, but it is the monks, the nuns who practice. The lay people just support the practice, and uh, they practice uh, separately, even if they recite the five precepts um, and so on. But uh, in the Tuhiu Temple, in the Yungian Temple, we are now practicing reciting the precept together, sitting together, working together. There is four four sangha practice, and not everyone agree with that. But there is always a conservative wing everywhere in any community. And the third element we have introduced into the practice is gender equality. It is very difficult to be accepted. And that shocked many people, as Hue is a very conservative city. So we need about 50 years in order to convince people that our way is the way of the future. <laughs> we have enough patience and love, understanding in order to do so. It has been reported that uh, the Day of Mindfulness has been very well attended. And many young people, many intellectual people, come to, uh, to participate. And uh, in one letter, a friend of um, the Sangha wrote that you need only to come once to the Day of Mindfulness in order to, to feel that kind of energy of brotherhood, of sisterhood, of a joy, of peace. So the practice uh, seems to be good enough, and we can rely on our brothers and sisters in a way who are encountering some difficulties, but to have our support. In a letter I recently wrote to them, I said, well, it's, uh, It's pure joy, pure happiness to be walking on the Yung Sun Hill. So please do that for me. Mm. Many of them have uh, participated in the monastic retreat two years ago. So they remember that happiness is uh, possible in the here and the now. And if they put all the attention into the practice, they can obtain the joy, the happiness. They don't need to become a Dharma teacher or I member in order to be happy.
mindfulness is a mental formation. One of the 50, 51 mental formations. And when we allow the energy of mindfulness to manifest, we be inhabited by the energy of mindfulness. And when we are inhabited by the energy of mindfulness, our eyes become the Buddha's eyes. Our feet becomes the Buddha's feet. And we can look like Buddha. We can walk like Buddha. And we can enjoy the beauties of nature like a Buddha. We can enjoy every step. We can enjoy every sound. And we know how to generate the energy of mindfulness. Because the seat of mindfulness is there, you know. You need only to touch it in order for it to become energy. Every day, we need uh, to walk, to move from one place to another, from our uh, uh, from our room to the meditation hall from the meditation hall to the bathroom, from the bathroom to the dining hall. And we can practice walking like a Buddha, walking like a free person, and enjoy every step we make. Walking like a Buddha is something possible. Right in the here and the now, right today. If you want to do that, and then you can do that. You don't need to study more Buddhism. You don't need to practice um, 10 more years of sitting meditation. No. You don't need uh, to be ordained as a novice, as a bhikshu. You don't need land transmission. Walking like Buddha, you can just do it now.
then you don't need to make any effort either. If you like it so much, then why do you have make, to make effort? I imagine a teacher who see his uh, disciple not walking in mindfulness, walking like uh, mm, being chased by a ghost. <laughs> imagine that teacher shout at his disciple, why are you uh, running like a ghost? Something like that could not help. Of course, when you see your disciple walking mindfully, you are very happy. When you see your disciple walking, like a hungry ghost. You are not so happy. You silently wish that he or she will like the walking. Because you cannot force him or force her to walk mindfully. Asking him or her the effort to be mindful. To be mindful is a pleasure. You don't have to force yourself uh, to enjoy walking. If you, if you like it very much, and then you can do it right now. You cannot say, I, can, I cannot do mindful walking. You can say, I don't want to do walking meditation. Yes. But if you say, I cannot do walking meditation, I don't believe you. You can, but because you don't have uh, enough desire to do it. So you think that you, have, you need to make effort to do it. But I don't believe in effort. I believe in desire, inspiration. So shouting, uh, shouting at your disciple wouldn't help. The best way is for the teacher to walk properly to enjoy every step, and that will inspire his disciple. And if you are a teacher, you understand me? When you love, you want to give a lot. You give everything. <laughs> but to take it or not to take it is not in your power. It is in the power of the other person. There is a Vietnamese poet who said, uh, who, who said something about love. He said, uh, when you leave, when you give, you give a lot, but she, when she receives, she receives. She does not receive, uh, not she receives not much. 
cho rất nhiều nhưng nhận chẳng bao nhiêu and you cannot force him force her to receive but what you offer may be very valuable according to you but he or she does not see it as valuable enough so you have to wait and to be patient is a mark of true love And when the quality of practice of the Sangha is good, uh, that disciple will have a better chance. So you practice with your Sangha. You do it well with all your heart. And that is the only way to help uh, that person to realize that she is wasting her time. She does not know how to profit from the practice, from the teaching, from the Sangha. Walking meditation is not a practice. It is an enjoyment. You don't practice for the sake of the future. If anyone, if someone asks you, why do you do walking meditation? The best answer is, because I like it. Because during the time you do walking meditation, you feel happy. Why do you do sitting meditation? Because I like it. That's a very simple answer. So if you make effort to do sitting meditation, if you make effort to do walking meditation, Uh, it will become hard labor and not enjoyment. If you 
really desire to do it, you really enjoy to do it, and then you don't need your teacher to shout at you. You don't need uh, shining light. <laughs> you don't need even encouragement. Because you are, you are happy with, with it. You are nourishing yourself, you are nourishing your parents, your ancestors, you are nourishing your sangha. It's no longer a duty. It is an act of love. Walking meditation is an act of love. And when you love, you don't have to make any effort. Sitting is an act of love. The world is like that. People are like that. And you are like that. So sitting is good for you. Good for the world. Good for the people. And that, that is an act of love. My mother, my mother, she never ate um, uh, bread with butter and marmalade in her life. She's a, she was an excellent cook. And I still remember uh, the dishes that uh, I like, like um, that kind of soup made with uh, um, bamboo uh, shoots and a kind of fish that is caught in the in uh, in the brook. Mang yang, no cá ngàn nguồng. And so on. And my sister, my big sister, learned quite a lot from her as far as cooking is concerned. I did not make any effort to learn. But from time to time, I ran into the kitchen and I saw my mother and my sister cook, 
cooking and uh, later on uh, I knew how to how to make a dish how to uh, fry rice and so on I make fried rice When you eat your lunch, try to eat with the mouth of your mother. My mother never ate muesli. Quaker oak, Quaker oat. And uh, I'm eating that for her with her mouth. And sometimes I eat uh, uh, from my father. My father and my mother, they, um, they ate uh, vegetarian uh, twice a month. But uh, I became a full vegetarian uh, at the age of 16 even before that. So, uh, I like to eat with the mouth of my father to, to, to know how he feels with the kind of food in Plumblish. I like to eat with the mouth of my mother uh, to see how she reacts to the kind of food <laughs> that, uh, that is uh, offered to us in Plumblish. And the lunch is for me. It's a very interesting time. It is a time for practice. I get in touch not only with the Sangha sitting around me, but I get also in touch with the food. And I get in touch with uh, my ancestors, my father, my mother. I eat for them. I become aware that I am, I eat for them. We have begun the act of eating very early. When we were a um, monocellular uh, living being, we already know how to look for food and to eat. And as a tiny insect, as a tiny uh, uh, animals, uh, we continue to eat. Millions of years munching all the time. And we have been eating each other a lot in our history. And not only uh, the animals eat uh, the plant, but the plant sometimes eat the animals, the insects. You know, to survive, we, we have to eat, and we have been eating each other. So time, dinner time, lunch time, 
is an opportunity for us to to know who we are, what we are doing there. If you get in touch with the food, really, you know what you are eating and how you are eating. Because the Buddha gave us instructions about eating very specific, uh, very clear, very detailed instructions about eating. We eat in such a way that can nourish our compassion, that can help us relate to other living beings. We eat in, in such a way that communication will still be possible between us and other living beings. Just look at the piece of carrot, and you see the non-carrot elements in it. By eating mindfully and deeply, we can discover the nature of reality, of life. We can get in touch with suffering and joy. Eating is a very deep practice. I have asked the brothers in the Apamlet to extend uh, the time of eating to five more, five more minutes. I wanted to ask for ten, but I want to go slowly. <laughs> Many of the brothers and sisters have not profited uh, fully from the teaching on eating. They still eat uh, very fast. They want to finish with it quickly so that they can go to their room and rest. But uh, eating is such a deep practice. We should allow ourselves enough time to be with each other. We should eat slowly. We should bring our attention to the food to see that what we are eating, where does it come from? Are we eating in such a way that make a future possible? Are we eating in such a way that nourish our compassion, that allow us to be still in communication with other living beings? We are eating in such a way that allow our Father to be with us in this moment. And eating like that can help you touch the nature of no self to get enlightenment. Don't think that you only get enlightenment by sitting meditation. Well, you can get enlightenment by just eating. Eating your ice cream can help you get enlightenment also.
should uh, we should make the eating time a relaxing time where we have plenty of time to be together as a family, as a sangha. It's very important to 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 be aware of each other's presence. should allow ourselves more time for eating. It's good for everything, not only for our digestion, but for sisterhood, for our sisterhood, for our brotherhood, for our looking deeply, for our touching nirvana, touching uh, the ultimate reality. Don't think that eating is only to get the, the energy, the nutrition. It's not that. In this tradition, eating is a deep practice. If you have the impression that sitting meditation is the highest kind of practice, you are wrong. In Plum Village, we learn that during lunch, breakfast, we should bring our attention to, firstly, the food. And then, secondly, the Sangha. Should be in touch with the here and the now. And when you look at the food, Deeply, you see a lot. You see the non-food element. The five contemplation is just uh, a guidance. You have to do deeper than that. And uh, eating is a pleasant uh, session of practice. You can make it uh, longer because uh, brotherhood, sisterhood is possible. Offering your presence, your freshness, your love, your concern is possible during eating time. You feel like one body the Sangha body. Why do we have to hurry like that? So to enjoy the food, to enjoy the Sangha, and to enjoy touching the food and the Sangha in depth, make uh, lunch a successful uh, session of practice.
make breakfast into a successful uh, session of practice. Even when you wash your, your bowl, that is practice. That can be deep practice. Mindfulness is a holy uh, energy. It is like the Holy Spirit. And if you are, if you maintain mindfulness alive, you are alive. You are holy. You can be called your holiness. You don't need to become a Pope in order to be holy. You need to be mindful in your breathing and walking, and you are already holy. And you can continue the Buddha. And when you walk mindfully, the place where you walk will become sacred. Everywhere he went, the Buddha made that place sacred. And we are the continuation of the Buddhas. We are now all over the world in the five continents. And we should walk in such a way that make the whole planet a sacred uh, place. Sakyamuni has chosen this uh, planet Earth at his Buddha field. And we, his descendants, we want to retain this planet as our Buddha field. And first of all, we know, should know how to walk in order to make this land, this planet, a sacred, beautiful uh, uh, spot in the cosmos. It's possible for you to continue the Buddha, to bring his light and happiness and peace to the future and to many continents. And that is what we can do today. That's not ambition, that's just ordinary life. We are giving facilities, we are giving opportunities to walk, to sit, to eat our lunch. Let us profit fully from, from the favorable conditions that are available. In our hamlet, um, the brothers uh, always end their sitting meditation with uh, touching the earth.
in the apartment we have um, done um, many chapters of the book touching the world. And every every time we only touch the earth once with one paragraph. It's very good. Because it reminds us of the practice. This is a intimate conversation with the Buddha. And we promise with the Buddha that we will continue him. He will continue uh, his practice, his presence. And we need a brother or a sister uh, who can uh, transmit the energy, the spirit, the feeling of the text. Mindfulness is a kind of energy. That has the power to recognize what is uh, going on. You are walking. Suddenly you become mindful of your steps. What happens when the torch of mindfulness is lit? The situation changes completely. You are no longer walking like a sleepwalker. You are walking like a Buddha now. You are walking with the same feet, and yet it's so different. Your feet has become the Buddha's feet. Suddenly, the feet of the Buddha become available. That is a miracle. And think of the mirror, many miracles that we can perform every day with mindfulness. You are about to eat 
ันอาโปสันลีอยู่บีคัมมายฟูดาอาโปเอ็นยาลแอนอัพเปียทูยูลาเกมิรากูวิดมายฟูเนสดาอาโปอีสซัมทิงนอตเลสแดนเอ็นมิรากูยูโนว์เดนะเดอะซันเดอะคลาวด์เดอะเอิร์ธเอเวอร์ทิ้งในคอสโมสฮาฟคัมทูเกเตอร์วูคินทูเกเตอร์ฟอร์ซิกซ์มันส์ซีเวนมันส์ในการที่จะบริจาคเอาเดตวันเดอร์ฟูอาร์ปูแอนไมโฟนเอสแอลล่าสตูซีเดมิราโกเดอะเดอะอาโปเอสเอมิราโกแอนเดอะซูเมนิมิราโกส์ของเนชั่นของไลฟ์แบบนี้ around us and and inside of us เดอะซูเมนิมิราโกส์Uh, we can show uh, the piece of carrot with uh, with mindfulness, and it changes completely the situation. Light. Uh, in the gospel, it is said that uh, if you have the light, display it. Don't cover it. Because the light benefits so many people. And you are the one who can emit light. Chúng ta có thể phóng hào quang được. You don't need to be called a Buddha in order to emit light. You can emit light with every step. With every breath, with every gesture, you can perform miracles. Right now, right today. Don't underestimate yourself. Don't say that I am nothing. I am just suffering and despair. That is not true, and you know it. As mental formations are concerned, once they are illuminated by mindfulness, they become different. 
Mindfulness is uh, supposed to be the agent of recognition. When you are mindful of something, you recognize that something as being there. So, agent of recognition. I speak about um, simple, mere recognition. La reconnaissance simple et pure de tout ce qui se passe. What do you mean by mere recognition, simple recognition? You just recognize it. You don't try to grasp it, or you don't try to push it away. Don't allow the like and dislike uh, intervene into, into the act of recognizing. Even so, even if you don't want to interfere with what is there, but mindfulness naturally changes the situation. Exactly when, like when, uh, uh, while walking, you become, you suddenly become aware of your steps. The change is total. Walking in, in forgetfulness, suddenly you walk in mindfulness. The transformation, the change is total. Walking in the dark, walking in the dark, suddenly you are flooded with light. And mindfulness uh, is the light that shows us what is going on. Suppose you are about to step on an autumn leaf, unmindfully, (laughs) in forgetfulness. And suddenly, mindfulness is born. And mindfulness allows you to see the autumn leaf quite differently. Because now it is a Buddha that is looking at the autumn leaf and not just a living being. There's a kind, the, the autumn leaf is no longer the same autumn leaf. The steps, the feet, are no longer the same kind of step and feet when mindfulness is lit up. In nuclear physics, they say that um, they speak about a wave uh, function, the wave function. Uh, 
when you try to understand the nature of the wave, because the photon can be described as a wave or as a particle. The electron can be described as a wave or as a particle. When you try to understand it with your mind, suddenly the situation changes. There is an intervention of the mind into the situation. And you recognize the wave as in the form of a particle. And uh, scientists, nuclear scientists, they say that uh, it is uh, our mind, it is uh, the intervention of our mind into nature that uh, causes the collapse of the wave function. The collapse of the wave function. So sụp đổ của hàm sống. So the intervention of the mind changes reality. In one way or in another. Mindfulness is not an attempt to describe, to grasp. Mindfulness is just uh, the light you produce in order for things to reveal themselves. Your anger will be different when mindfulness is there. Your despair will be different when mindfulness is there. Your hope will be different when mindfulness is there. Your sorrow will be different when mindfulness is there. When mindfulness is there, is not there. Your mental formations like anger, despair, hate, fear, go on in the dark. But when mindfulness manifests, everything will be different. Your joy is different. Your pain will be different also. And it is always for the good, for for the better. The full moon looks beautiful. 
But when mindfulness is born, for the beauty of the full, the full moon can be 100 times more beautiful. The autumn leaf uh, seems to be something very um, dull, not interesting. But with mindfulness, the autumn leaf becomes something very beautiful, something very interesting. The apple you buy from the supermarket In, my, in forgetfulness, it does not seem to be something very interesting. But when you hold it in the light of mindfulness, it becomes a miracle. So, does your fear, your anger, your despair. You see them differently. So the interference, you don't want to interfere. But naturally, it just happened. Let us examine the light, the sun, sunlight. The sunlight does not seem to, 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 to want to interfere with the, uh, in the flower, in the leaf. The sunlight is uh, satisfied with uh, being there, shining, embracing. But it has, it produces a change, deep change within the vegetation. Because of the sunshine, the chlorophyll can be made. Thanks to the sunshine, a flower can bloom. So mindfulness is like that. Mindfulness, once manifested, it changed the whole situation. It changed your way of walking. It changed your way of eating. It changed your way of uh, looking, of feeling. And that is why mindfulness is the heart of the Buddhist teaching, the heart of the Buddhist practice. When mindfulness is there, the Buddha is there. And if uh, you want to keep the Buddha long enough with you, he will show you the way to sort things out. Very simply. Just sit with the Buddha long enough. And you look at your afflictions, your hope, your fear. And you know how to manage them how to live peacefully with them, and how to, uh, to bring about um, the joy, the compassion, the love that uh, you do not have enough in this moment. 
We have the sense, we have the opportunities, we have the conditions. We have the Buddha, we have the Dharma, we have the Sangha, we have the teaching, we have the practice. We are lucky people that has profit from these conditions. Let us show our gratitude. Let us be kind to life, to the Buddha, to the teaching. The gift is made. It is us who decide to to receive and not to receive the gift. And don't do it halfway. Bring your whole heart into receiving the Dharma and into the practicing of it. Joy and happiness and love. That is not a matter of the future. It is now. And as uh, I enjoy every step I make on the hill of uh, Yingsun, as I feel, I see that uh, I don't have to look for anything else. This is already it. So you can do the same right here, right now, today.